0: Today on the podcast, we're talking about why everyone needs to be aware of their options in cesarean births, even if you are low risk. Hi, and welcome to Happy Healthy Human Radio. I'm your host, Samantha Attard, coming at you from the beautiful Washington, D.C. I'm an Ayurvedic coach, yoga instructor, and doula, sharing with you all the things I am learning about and teaching about in my everyday, so we can all find a little more balance and bliss and confidence. Thank you so, so very much for being a part of this community. I truly appreciate it. So if you do enjoy this podcast, please do subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes, and definitely share with a friend. I have a couple of great workshops coming up this month over at Realignment Studio, which is a yoga studio in Capitol Hill. This Sunday, I'm doing Ayurveda 101, and on, I believe it's the 15th through the 16th, the Thursday night, August Thursday night, we're doing an Ayurveda cooking class Uh, and family meal, it's gonna be delicious. So please check out my website for more information or realignmentstudiodc.com. Today, I am very excited to be talking with you all about cesarean births, cesarean deliveries. Some people like to call them belly births, which I'm really loving that recently because cesarean sounds so serious. And this was all inspired by a conversation with a colleague that I had yesterday and I'll get more into that and her story in a little bit. Uh, but first off, I want to say, you know, I don't want to make any assumptions because I know everyone feels really differently about cesarean deliveries. You know, I've known uh, women, pregnant people that are like, yep, sign me up. That'd be a great idea. (laughs) And I know people that are really, really not wanting it or really resistant to the idea of it happening. So first off, know that I'm not going in and walking in with an assumption that no one wants a cesarean delivery or that cesarean deliveries are all bad. I, I I don't have any preconceived notions regarding that. And I know that there's a big old spectrum between hate and love with cesarean deliveries. Here's what we do know about cesarean deliveries. The world health organization says that we should have a cesarean section rate that's a less than about 10%, five to 10% is a really positive number. And Caesarean deliveries are really important. They save lives for sure, and that's why the goal is not 0% caesarean deliveries, the goal is 5 to 10%. That being said, in many parts of the world and the US included, the rates are much higher than that 10%. In fact, at hospitals here in the United States, we're usually between 27, 28% and even 35 to 40%. So the average ends up being around 33% of hospital births are cesarean deliveries. And this means that there are some cesarean deliveries that are happening that do not need to happen is the first thing to take away from that number. And then the second thing to take away that number from that number is that's one in three. So, you know, if you're in your prenatal yoga class and you look around, someone in there is probably gonna have a cesarean delivery. So, That means that even if you are super low risk, even if you have no desire for cesarean delivery, there's a chance you could still have one. If we look at the reasons why cesarean deliveries happen, one of the highest reasons is because of failure to progress, which is ultimately what they say when labor is not going as fast as they would want it to be. And we could get all up into how they define failure to progress and the ways that some of these labors are getting rushed, but ultimately that is the reason that is getting chosen most often. Of course, there are some pre-existing conditions that can make you have a cesarean delivery so for example if you had um, pretty severe gestational diabetes or preeclampsia or placenta previa which is when the placenta is actually covering the opening of the cervix all of these reasons would mean yes definitely you're going to have a cesarean delivery but the biggest reason the main reason is a failure to progress which means You can't really tell, like if you look at a lineup at, you know, 35 weeks pregnant, you can't tell who is going to have a cesarean delivery and who's going to have a vaginal. So we want to be aware that these rates are high. They're higher than we want them to be necessarily. And it's not easy to tell exactly why they happen. So even if you are low risk, it can happen. Cool. Uh, And one of the examples I always think of in my head, I always think of a friend I had in grad school who was super fit, super strong, super healthy, confident, like, really you know she's a really strong woman you would in no way say like oh i don't know she's just weak she couldn't handle it i don't know if she could do it and she had a cesarean and it's like and i realized you know what it could it could be anyone the baby could be in a not great position the baby could be big there could be a a myriad of different issues so i just want to first start off by saying you can't predict exactly who's going to have a cesarean and what that means is it's important to be prepared for it um the conversation I had with a colleague and friend yesterday. She had a cesarean birth, and it was actually a emergency cesarean that happened at 36 weeks. She went into her uh, appointment. There was an issue with the baby, and and suddenly she's at the hospital and getting a cesarean. You know, um, it was completely unexpected. She said she she admitted she totally did not prepare for even the uh, the idea of having a cesarean, and. And she had a a not great experience with the cesarean. Um, One of the negatives of cesarean births, well, I'll, I'll list a few main issues that can happen. The first one is that particularly in the case of an emergency cesarean, a lot of the focus is on the baby, which makes sense. They're trying to make sure baby is safe and healthy and good. And that can sometimes be to the detriment or to the even outright ignoring of the birther, of the pregnant person. And that can be really difficult because I mean, it's not even like, oh, I want attention. It's like, no, this is a really scary time. You're about to go into major surgery. You don't know how your baby's doing. You don't know exactly what's going to happen. And like, no one's paying attention to you or asking you if you're okay. That kind of sucks. That really, really sucks. Um, the other piece, uh, that again, you know, isn't talked about that much is that the fast part is getting the baby out. That can happen in 10, 15, you know, minutes, The longer part is actually uh, the after is the kind of sewing up and, and getting um, you all patched up and fixed up um, post post kind of like the end of the operation. And that could be about 90 minutes of actually of getting everything back together again, cleaning you up, making sure you're good. So there exists actually a really long time where your baby's in the world they're doing tests on her, maybe they're at the NICU, maybe, you know, maybe baby's completely fine, but, but they're doing stuff with the baby, and you have 90 minutes where you are getting fixed up, patched back up again, can't really move, can't really, you know, don't necessarily know what's happening, um, and it's, it's really hard. That's a long time to, to be there and to not know exactly what's happening or not be able to see or touch your baby. So it can be a really um, difficult thing emotionally, and then also physically, because the baby's not put necessarily skin to skin right afterwards, because you might not get to breastfeed for a, a bit, because there's a lot of medications that you're on, it's not very comfortable. You know, there's things that can stop um, bonding with the baby, it'll stop that connection that's made, as well as uh, delays breastfeeding if that's something you're choosing to do, um, which can ultimately uh, decrease your milk supply later not guaranteed this is not a death sentence in any way shape or form but these negative consequences can happen with a cesarean so anyway this colleague she's made it a bit of her mission to actually make sure that people are informed about cesareans before they actually go into their births because when you're informed you can actually advocate for yourself and her telling me her story uh relit that fire in me as well because even though you know I'll talk about it with clients if if we know they're going to get a cesarean if we're if it's expected you know the conversation that I had with her reminded me that we don't always know and that means that we do need to um, prepare everyone for what happens so that everyone has a shot at a, a positive birth experience no matter what sort of birth it is so Luckily, there has been movements in recent years to make cesarean deliveries more, for lack of a better term, humane. Uh, The term we use is gentle cesarean, and and the point is is that we're we're, uh, doing as much as we can to promote bonding, to keep the mother feeling comfortable, um, and to make sure that baby and mom are off to a great start. So I wanted to name some of the different things that you can do, some of these options that you can have in a cesarean delivery so that there is, again, so that you have that bonding, that confidence, that sense of empowerment in your birth, even if it's not a vaginal delivery. And these are things that you can put on your birth plan, your cheat sheet. Uh, Definitely head back to the The episode I did a week or two back about why you need to have a birth plan and maybe you add in case of cesarean, X, Y, Z. Um, That's a really powerful thing to do because in the moment, you're not gonna necessarily remember to ask for all these things if it's it's an unplanned cesarean. So it's great to have it in writing so that nurses, doctors know what to do from the first place. So here's some things that you can do to help make your cesarean a little more gentle. So first off is you can actually ask for clear drapes or a lower drape so that you can see the baby when it's when it's born so when the baby comes out um, of your belly the doctor can lift the baby up so you can see it over the drape or the drape can even be clear so you can see the baby and this is really huge like getting to see your baby once it's born you you wouldn't think that you wouldn't get to but actually in a lot of cesareans you wouldn't see the baby until it was already all like cleaned up, swaddled up. So if you want to see the baby born, ask for some of those lower drapes. You can also ask to have the partner or support person, whoever's in the operating room with you, announce the birth and gender. So it's not the doctor saying, hey, it's a boy, good work, you know, or or potentially not saying anything. You can have your partner be the one that says, here's the baby, it's a girl. It's, It's big. It's really, really big. You can have the baby put skin to skin after birth. So a couple ways to make this happen. First, it might just be like the baby can just come cheek to cheek with you. Uh, You can also have the baby go skin to skin with your partner or supports person's chest. If you choose um, to have the arms not strapped down, sometimes they like to strap the arms down in a cesarean, you could say, you know what, let's not strap down my arms so that we can put the baby on, on the chest. That is possible. You just have to make sure you work with them beforehand so that the gown can be moved away, that you can you can actually hold the baby. You can do some delayed cord clamping so that the baby gets the full amount of blood from the placenta. When they are doing like the weighing and procedures and testing on the baby, you can have the cart moved near your face so that the baby's not on the other end of the room but is actually nearby. Related to this, seeing the baby before they're dressed, just like we talked about with holding it above the grape, the drape, a really interesting one is you can actually get a vaginal swab, so they can actually swab uh, the vagina and then put that swab on the baby's skin, so that the baby can get seeded with the good bacteria that they would get from a vaginal delivery. And that's a really cool one, a really important one for setting up a positive immune system in your baby. Another important one is is get a doula, have a second person present, so. You know, a lot of people that are having cesarean think that they can't have a doula and you totally can because it's still worth it to have someone to remind you to breathe, to tell you what's happening, to remind you of what your rights are and to make sure you and the partner are really taken care of. Uh, having a doula or a second person present is really important, especially for that post-birth time. So often they'll take the baby, maybe they have to do testing, maybe baby has to go to NICU, depending on the situation. And then you're left with a really hard decision. Does your partner or support person stay with you or go with the baby? That's not an easy decision to make in the moment, and it can be really tough. And so you want to be prepared for that. The first one is being prepared by actually talking with your support person before you get into the cesarean to decide, like, yep, you're going to go with the baby, and I am cool with that. I know it's going to be hard, but I am okay with that. And the best case scenario is to have a second person that can stay and comfort you while the baby goes, or right, the partner goes with the dad, or the partner goes with the baby, there we go. So having a doula or a second person present is really, really helpful. Another important thing is you can actually talk to the doctors about what they talk about. So you can have the doctor uh, kind of narrate the surgery and tell you what they're doing all throughout it, and or Ask them to not have any conversation that doesn't have to do with the baby. Um, You know, think about this. If you were lying on a table, your baby is being born, and someone is talking to the other nurse about, like, what movie they saw that weekend, like, would would that annoy you? Maybe you'd be totally fine with it. Maybe that would actually be really painful. So you can ask them to not talk about other things than the birth that's in front of you. Really big one. Another good one to know is that because there's such an importance, if you are breastfeeding, there's such an importance of having some of that stimulation and suckling that happens in the first couple of hours to get milk supply going, you can pump in that time. So if the baby's not there, get to some pumping, do some work there to start stimulating um, milk flow. So as you can see, there's actually a lot of things that you can do to make the cesarean go a lot better, a lot smoother, and be a lot more comfortable and empowering for you. Again, you wouldn't even know that you need to ask for all these things, which is why I'm talking about it here, because you just assume, oh, obviously, you know, they're going to not talk about movies. No, don't assume that. (laughs) Obviously, they're going to show me the baby before they take her away. No, can't assume that. So asserting those options is really Important. So as I mentioned, add the search cheat sheet. Also, though, talk with your doctor at 30 weeks, 25 weeks, or as early as possible about what the procedures are at the hospital you're delivering at because you want to know um, what the what the hospital's procedures are. Some of them are much more friendly to these gentle cesareans, and some of them are much less friendly. Some have rules about how many people are in a room, others don't. And so you want to know what is possible in your hospital, what is uh, even desired in your hospital. And the greatest news and the thing that I'd love to like make sure we all know is that if you don't like what you hear, you can switch. You can totally switch doctors or hospitals whenever you want truly whenever you want. And so if you find that a hospital that you are planning to deliver at or a doctor you're planning to deliver with doesn't support some of these options, there is one that will. And I really invite you to, um, to remember that it is your right to have a birth that is empowering and impactful and, and, um, and is kind to you as pregnant person, just as kind as it is to the baby. Whew. This is a big topic. I'm really glad y'all dove in with it, to it with me here today. Please do pass this on to anyone you know that is pregnant because it is a super important topic to just be aware of so that in the moment, if it happens, whether it's planned or unplanned, you can have a birth that leaves you feeling good and not bad and that's really huge for your future as a parent thank you so so much for being part of this community for joining me here today i always love to hear your messages and thoughts you can hit me up over on instagram i'm at be happy healthy human or check out all my labor and delivery doula options over at be i am sending you lots of light and love and that light in me very humbly bows to the same light in each one of you Namaste, friends.